Welcome everyone to a brand new Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition. You're going to hear me say this again later, but this conversation was a long time in the making. In this episode, I'll be speaking with David Longval of Eyes on Satellites. I know Dave not only from being the vocalist of Eyes on Satellites, but also from seeing him at so many local shows here in Boston. Eyes on Satellites also recently released their great new EP, The Illuminator, independently. So let's take a listen right now to start the conversation off. Here she bends her arms to look like wings. There's also a brand new music video for this, so make sure you check it out. And until then, I'll see you in a bit. Enjoy.
All right, everyone, welcome back. I am very excited tonight because this conversation is a long time in the making. I've got Dave Longvow from the band Eyes on Satellites. Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. Very nice. Now, we spoke a little bit off air. I know you just got home from work. You had to deal with a lot of traffic. We are both <laughs> Massachusetts, Boston people right now. And I know you had to travel into Lowell. What is your normal commute like? Uh, well, it's an hour to work, hour home. And, Damn. Uh, yeah, traffic in the morning isn't the greatest, and traffic coming home isn't the greatest. But I don't know. I just got promoted, so I'm happy. Oh, congrats. <laughs> well done. So if you don't mind, what do you do on the side? Uh, so I run my father's. Uh, he owns an auto body shop, and I, I run it. So Oh, very cool. And I'm assuming that you enjoy doing that as well as making music. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of needs the the financial backing being a musician. So it's definitely very nice to be able to work, not only, you know, have a job, but be working with my father as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I didn't know when you said you ran it for him. I wasn't sure if he was doing the work or he actually like put you completely in charge, but you guys actually get to work together. That's awesome. Yep. Now, how supportive is your father with music? Um, that's actually my father had the had the introduction of me being a musician or wanting to be a musician, I should say. It, it took a while to become a musician. Sure. Um, he was not super supportive. Ah. Um, sure. he he was, but he wasn't. It was more of a you know, we got to get work done. Let's make money. Uh, you know, music doesn't make you money kind of thing. And, um, just over time now that, you know, we've, we've done some really cool things playing at the Palladium, mm -hmm. playing, you know, dates of warp tour and stuff like that. He's noticed, wow, like my son has what it takes. Yeah. So, um, he's been very supportive lately. So, Oh, that's awesome. Now my parents, you know, sometimes they'll listen to the shows, but they don't like the music. Does your father actually enjoy the music that you do? He was really impressed by the song Further Now because uh -huh. he had for some time said, you know, like, I want you to not only scream, but I want to hear like you trying to sing, which it's not really singing what I do in, in Further Now, but it's more of like an aggressive yelling. Sure. Yeah. And w when he heard that, he's like, I've been telling you to do this <laughs> that whole time. Like. Where has that been? That's so, great. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, no, that definitely is. And on the subject of that, I did want to congratulate you on The Illuminator. What a great EP that is. And we're going to talk about it a lot <laughs> more. You. But yeah, I have to, you know, look, I have to play my fanboy part, right? I mean, it is <laughs> really damn good. And I'm really proud of you guys for putting out such an awesome EP. I was obviously a fan before. I've seen you guys multiple times live. But I think this is the kind of thing that really puts your band on the map. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we couldn't be more proud of this. And, uh, you know, I know you'll have a ton of questions for me, but it's just like to know that we all did this together as a group mm -hmm. and, you know, not just one person wrote it. It's just been so awesome. Not just for like one of us. It's been awesome for all of us. So. Right. And yeah, I would never want to take away from the rest of the band. Absolutely not. It's just just like you said, it's funny because when you interview one person, 
you know, you're asking all of those questions, but I'll actually try and spread it around too, because I'm sure, you know, you'll be able to answer for Will and other people in the band a little bit as well. But why don't, we, yeah. why don't we start off right away? Because you mentioned the writing process. What were like, what were the differences between writing the Illuminator and writing Explorations? Um, Explorations was more of a, um, it was more of us just trying to find our sound. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was a lot easier just cause we didn't really know what our sound was. So we kind of just wrote a few songs that we felt comfortable with and then we released them and it was the, the, you know, we were a newborn, you know, as far as bands go. Sure. Um, as far as writing the illuminator, um, I'll tell you that, you know, we, we wrote a version of the, the illuminator and, um, Danny, our bassist, Danny will tell you, he sat down, he listened to it and he came into band practice one day and he was like, you know what guys, we can do better than that. Oh, so we scrapped what we had been writing for like a full year. Um, and started rewriting um I, I would say started writing the illuminator all over again oh okay so we took portions of certain songs that we really enjoyed um because with explorations andrew our our guitarist did not do any of the writing he did leads he wrote the leads for explorations right and with the illuminator we wanted him to write more we wanted everyone to have a say and that's what the illuminator is all about is, is you know being yourself and and having a voice and we wanted everyone in the band to have their voice so right um and i think that's what makes the album so different is the fact that we had f you know four or five writers on the album so it's like it's kind of all over the place <laughs> but in like a good way you know so yeah exactly and i guess i would imagine that that kind of lends itself to the artwork as well because it's those separate six pictures, six tracks. How'd you guys decide on that? Uh, well, that's actually a really uh, funny story. Um, the guys might get mad at me for telling you, <laughs> <laughs> but um, each, each picture on the cover of the album represents one of the songs. Right. But if you notice each picture is like either a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller than the next picture i don't know if you've yeah like keyed in on that looking Absolutely. at it on the album mm -hmm. but we we actually sat down and did the equation and each picture is as long as the album is or as long as the song is oh interesting so further now and she bends she bends is a, is a shorter song so the picture is a little bit smaller ah. but we also in included that on the actual cd artwork as well right so it's actually a pie graph that explains the length of the of each song and the picture represents that song so it's set up to the length of the the song <laughs> if that makes any sense no no it, it it actually does but it's something i have never heard anyone do before so very unique yeah yeah will got it from a very obscure band that did it like oh well i don't know how obscure they are but it's more <laughs> will's thing I, I don't know who they are but they did that and we kind of got that idea from that but we were like wow we could do this with pictures and then we did it with pictures they did it as like a pie graph ah okay um so we did it with the pictures and we, we thought 
you know, it, it added like that, like that, just like our own little touch, our own little like nerdy, goofy yeah. <laughs> side. Right. It, it took us hours to figure out how to make it like that. So, oh no, no, that that plays very well, and that was one of the questions that I had coming up, and you answered it, so that is great. Well, let me go back. <laughs> let me go back to what you had mentioned before. You know, having to scrap the entire idea for the Illuminator. So, first question would be: One was the Illuminator always going to be the title of the album, and two what was it like a feeling like what was so not correct about that first run through that you were like we got to scrap this and go and redo it all um well yeah number one the illuminator was always going going to be the illuminator okay um danny uh, came up with that the theme for the for the album he also had like danny this is danny's vision that the illuminator is is danny that uh, like it is every idea that's in this album is just his. So um, the songs that I did help write lyrics for, I like ran by him and he's like, all right, cool. You get the concept. Let's go, go with it. Okay. Um, So yeah, it was always going to be the illuminator. And then uh, the second part of that question, um, when we scrapped it, it was, Danny said, you know, we can do we can do better than than what we had, but also he wanted everyone to have a say. So oh. I think five of the six songs that we had written, Will wrote. And he wrote all the guitar parts for and we kind of just, you know, worked off of that. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew had written one song and the song uh I think it ended up being Greenvale. Oh, okay. But the the intro was so different from the songs that will had written and just the structure of the song was so different from what will had that it just kind of threw the whole album off. Like, you know, you went from what we had on explorations. It was kind of like a step up from that, but then, you know, in this writing process and and scrapping it and like doing it again, not to sound like, Oh my God, we're so good. But (laughs) it just like made us like even better the second time around, like being able to write it all to like, the four of us, me, Danny, Will, and, and Andrew, we sat in the living room and we listened to the songs and we were like, all right, let's take that part from that song. Let's put this part in that song. Let's, you know, let's scrap this whole thing after the intro. And we all just kind of, you know, I like that. Let's do that. Right. You know, and, and that's what built the whole. And, you know, if somebody didn't like something, that was the really hard part about this um you know looking back at it where it was like i don't like that and even if it was just a one person like the the all the three other members could be like oh my god i love that so much but like we want everyone to be happy uh. so we just tossed it and then rewrote it and then it was like oh my god you know all <laughs> of us were like this is so good so wow um yeah it, it helped because it's like you know you want everyone to be proud of it you don't want to be like like even with our energy on stage, you've seen us play live. Like we have a lot of energy. We have a lot of emotion Mm -hmm. and I just don't want to look over and see Danny just playing through the section and he doesn't like it, but he's just doing it because you know, we're all playing that section. It's it's like, no, I want you to feel it, you know? So, um, I am more than excited to play these songs live just because of the fact that we have so much invested in this, that we cannot wait to just, 
you know, let it all out. So absolutely. And yeah, like you mentioned, I've seen you multiple times live and I can imagine that you want to get up there on stage and really let this out because there is so much passion. There's so much emotion in this EP. And I think people are really going to feel it when you're live, especially. So we'll go back to some of the writing stuff in a second. But because you brought it up, are you going to do this EP? Are you going to do the Illuminator all the way through when you play it live? Uh, That's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. No, that's great. Um, So... You know, we we I mean, we might cover this later, but we have a new drummer, so yes, he's learning all this song, or he's already learned all the songs. This is unbelievable. Nice. Um, and it, like we're just ready to go. So once he's, you know, perfect, we're we're confident. Um, I don't care how much he messes up, really. <laughs> like the kid's such a good kid, and he, he's super talented. So it's like let's just get on stage and start doing this. So right. right. Um. But he knows he knows all the songs for uh, the Illuminator, so we will end up obviously playing in the future. We'll be playing, you know, songs off Explorations and like Swan Song and Icarus and right. all that. But right now, like from front to back, the album just it, it hits home for us. So we're like, we just want to get out there and play it like front to back as much as we can. So absolutely, we're really excited about it. Yeah, I would be too. I'm excited to see it live. So I <laughs> totally get it. I totally get it. Well, so the new drummer's name is Juan, correct? Yes, sir. Now, my question to you is because that was just announced very recently, and I had some questions originally planned that I was going to ask about, you know, what were you doing to search for a drummer? Now I can say, well, you've got your drummer. How did you know that he was the right person? Because I would assume that's a pretty rigorous job, especially with how tight-knit you guys are, to you know invite someone new into the band and to play these songs that mean so much to you. How would you decide on him? Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that. It's, uh, you know, with, with how much we are, like, family to one another, like, these guys are like my brothers. Right. Um, you know losing our last drummer was tough and and you know he was he was as much like a part of this as as any one of us so it was tough moving on from him but um you know one we went through drummers we tried out a bunch of drummers and just like you said it's it's a family to us so it's like we treated it like this is our baby this band is you know it's it's almost like a, a career for us like this is our business that we've built right we can't just have some guy come in and, and just, you know, wail on the drums and, you know, no matter how talented they are, what else do you bring? Um, and something that's really important to me, I mean, you know how I react with fans and, yep. and how I talk to people on, on social media. And I wanted somebody that was just like us, you know, Will's always there for fans. Danny is always there. I mean, you could call him in in the middle of the night and he'd answer the phone and talk to you for hours if you (laughs) needed it. Like Andrew's the same way. These guys just have so much heart. Um, Aside from just playing music and being amazing, amazing musicians, they're just such good people. Right. Um, I've seen all of them bend over backwards for, for fans and stuff. And, um, it brings a tear to my eye because it's like, man, I want to be like that. You know, like <laughs> sure. they, they inspire me. So when Juan walked in the room, we just we all kind of looked at each other like this guy has it. You know, he uh. just he has that personality. And then 
he was in the band even before he sat down behind a drum set. I didn't even care if we had to teach him how to play drums. Like the dude was just such a sweet and caring dude. Like you could, you just got that vibe from him. Right. Um, and then it's just like Andrew, it's like, Will, it's like Danny that they, they're so talented, but they have such a big heart. Right. And Juan is another one of us. Like, it's unreal. Uh, we couldn't find a better person. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. No, that's all. I mean, you, yeah. you just sold him. That's for sure. So, <laughs> well done on that. No, that's great because, yeah, I've always kind of wondered how you replace someone who's so important. And I mean, I understand if a band is more like a business and they just need someone to fill in and that's just kind of, you know, it's a job and they go off and do yeah. it. But that never really seemed to be your band. So, that makes total sense that he just kind of clicked with everyone and then it was off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. Th that's something that we even have in our biology or in our biology, <laughs> our biography is, uh, yeah, you can leave that in there. Don't edit that out. <laughs> but in our biography, it's like, it's like, we are us. Like we're not, you know, just Dave. We're not just Will. We're not just Danny or Andrew. Like we are eyes on satellites with like, and, out when we're out and on the stage that's who we are when we're behind closed doors that's who we are like right we are constantly working together i mean even before i took uh, you know you called me and we, we started doing this this interview i told the guys like it's not about me it's it's about us this like all the interviews that we've ever taken on it's always been like you know i just want to make you know that I I did like one percent of the work on this album. <laughs> the rest of the guys, like you know, we all did so much on it. But it's just I feel like they put so much passion into their work and stuff. And I feel like I'm always trying to catch up with them. You know, even as much as what I do, just you know, going to shows and stuff. Like I feel like I'm always trying to catch up to them because they they just do so much work. They're so passionate. So I'm just I'm really really lucky. It definitely sounds that way. Well, I can tell you this for sure. The next time that, you know, you guys do a live show and I'm there, we'll just do a live interview. We'll just do every yeah, single absolutely. person and go through it. The only reason why, and I know it's it's kind of interesting. I know you do interviews as well. The way to kind of, or the way it happens, I guess, is probably the better way to put it, is you always just reach out either to the publicist or you try to reach out to someone that you know. And you're like, okay, hey, I need at least this person on the show and you go from there. I've done many interviews where it's a full band. The only time that full band interviews don't work very well is when you're all on the phone together and you can't see who's talking and who's going to talk. Yeah, absolutely. That's always the main issue. But when you're live and you're just passing around a mic, that's much easier. Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, you can come up to us anytime. We, we've done that a, a bajillion times. We, we, like I said, we, we all love talking to fans. We love talking to you, like you and, you know, all the people we meet, like, we're just so lucky to, to be in the position we're in and we never take it for granted. We, we keep working harder than the, the day before. Like, right. It's, it's, it's awesome. One of the ways that I know that for sure. And we're, you know, we're bouncing around a lot, obviously, but we're just going with the flow here. The way I know <laughs> that you work so hard as well is because I see you at tons of shows <laughs> yeah. and believe it or not i mean that means something when you're able to not only shows that you play it's not like you're just hanging out afterwards you know talking to people which you do obviously but then 
I see you at all the different venues. I see you at all the different shows in the scene. And you're always there talking to fans, you know, not only doing promotion, but also just being there because you love music. And that yeah. does mean something. That is technically work because you're taking time away from, you know, your own band to go enjoy yeah. the music scene. Trust me, my my father, you know, we talked about him not being so supportive at the at the beginning of it. And um, now that we've, you know, we're more established and stuff and, and he he can look us up on Google. He's so <laughs> excited about that. Um, I'm like, good for you, dad. You can search on the Internet. That's like, right. But um, he he feels like we're we're doing a, a lot of stuff. But one of the one of the coolest things my dad ever said to me, where it was like a breakthrough, mm-hmm. is he, he was like, if like if you could make money, if you can make millions of dollars doing what you're doing and how much work you put into into that that your band and your music, you would be a millionaire. Right. And it was just that moment like what he said was just like oh my god like he finally notices that but it also told me like i feel like i'm doing the right thing you know even if the band doesn't you know make it make whatever making it is like we feel like we're we're doing fine right but even if we don't get to that next level whatever like i can say like i worked my ass off for this you know yep and not only did I do that? But Will worked his ass off. Like, like I said, I'm just constantly trying to catch up to these guys. And, you know, we, we, we can always say that, like, you know, we did our absolute best. We never gave up. So. No, that makes complete sense. And yeah, I can understand why that would mean something to you. It's the same too. I mean, you know, it's a completely different thing with podcasting and with making music, but the amount of shows that I do when someone understands how much work that goes into it, that means almost as much as if someone handed me 10 bucks. <laughs> that, that's no, the way I, I look I, at it. I feel that. Yeah. I, I don't think what you do is ridiculous at all. Like I, I, I hope, you know, whatever it is, whatever goal you want to attain, that like, you get there. Like I, I'm on board with it. Uh, I tell everyone that I meet, like if you support me, I, I'll support you 110%. Like, oh yeah. You know, I, even just people that like purchase the album, I, I like, I never thought I would be in this position. Like you would ask me five years ago, I'd be like, you're freaking crazy. (laughs) Like even to just be on the phone with you right now, doing an interview about something I yelled over. Like, (laughs) like it's just crazy. I'm just, I'm happy. Life's good. That is great to hear. (laughs) That is awesome to hear. I love it when people are happy and they're enjoying life. And look for me, as soon as I knew that you guys were having a new EP out, I pre-ordered and I don't, <laughs> I don't often do that because especially with how much music I listen to not you know, it's not a job to listen to music, but sometimes, you know, you get a new band's album and you're like, ah, this isn't really what I want to cover on the show. Like something like that without even hearing a track, I pre-ordered your EP cause I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> Thank you. See, I told you the fanboy thing comes out every once in a while. That's very flattering. Yeah, no, thank you. That that really means a lot. Well, let me ask you this kind of on that same vein. How is the reception going? Because I have seen nothing but good things. So I'm just wondering, like, have people contacted you and said, like, wow, this is amazing? Like, what is the reception like? Uh, it's something that we're not used to. Um, 
so with explorations, it was more of like I said, like it was we were like a version to the scene where no one knew who we were. So we kind of just here you go. Here's our album. Listen to it. Right. With the Illuminator, we wanted, you know, press. We wanted to kind of push it out there a lot, a lot more. Um, so we went through a press company and, and you know, we had it sent out to a bunch of different uh, outlets and they listened to it and then rated it. Um, we got, I think the worst like rating we got was an 8.5 out of 10. Damn. Um, which we, when we released, uh, explorations, I think the worst we got was like a four out of 10 or something like that. And we were like, damn, (laughs) like, like, oh man, we could have tried so much better. But what, (laughs) what their, their issue was with the record was, was the quality of it, which is, is very understandable it, it was uh you know we were we were in a rush to get the album out we, we were new we were excited we, right. we just wanted to get something out there and, and present ourselves mm-hmm. um i will say and something i'm very proud of is explorations like you can listen to it on an album and you're like okay this is cool but when you see it live i feel like we play it a thousand times better live than we than it is on the album so i totally agree. um yep a lot of the ratings were coming based off of just what they hear on YouTube or on the CD. So with the Illuminator, the response has been unreal, like unreal. Um, it's exactly what we wanted. Uh, it's better than what we wanted. <laughs> we were like, if we get a five out of 10, we'll be happy. And right. it's like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, Danny keeps texting me like another eight. Are you kidding me? Like we got a nine out of 10. He's like losing his mind. Nice. <laughs> like just so excited. So, <laughs> um, and, and it was scary for us too, because explorations in the illuminator, I mean, it is us, but it is two different worlds. We feel like, um, True. so we were really nervous about, you know, people heard us on explorations and swan song and Icarus. Like, what are they going to think about this? And I mean, the response has been unreal. It, it, it means a lot that, that you say that you enjoy it because we didn't know what was going to happen. So I would imagine that would occur. And yeah, we did just recently, we did our live show and we reviewed it. And both myself and my co host Dave loved it. Awesome. So let me go ahead and just backtrack just a second. I liked what you mentioned when you were talking about how with Explorations, which I enjoy as well, not only you know as an album, but then also seeing it live. But you mentioned kind of rushing with that one. Like, I do agree. It has that feeling. And what I noticed right away when listening to The Illuminator is it felt like you guys really took a deep breath. I don't know how to exactly put it, but you kind of just like, it feels like you slowed down. And not in tempo, not anything like that, but it feels like, I guess it goes back to what you had mentioned before, where you said you scrapped the first idea and came back to this one, took all the parts you really liked, and then expanded. It really does feel like you guys really took your time. It sounds, and I hate using this word sometimes, but mature. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually the way that Danny describes it, because the he, he just knew that we could do better. Um, you know, we've been a band for, I think we're on four years or something. Nice. And, you know, we've only released, now this is our second album or second EP. Mm-hmm. 
And he was like, you know, we've been a band for four years. Like, we really need to prove ourselves. We really need to show people, like, you know, it's taken us this long to get this next album out. We need to sit down. We need to focus group this. We need to all put our input in. That way, not not only are we all happy about it, but we all give our, our input. And, you know, we're all so, you know, talented that we we know what we want, you know, and I think, I think you're right. Like we, we did slow it down and we kind of just, I, I mean, we overanalyzed it if anything. Sure. Um, but it, it came out just so well that, you know, we, we were trying to push this out in October and right. uh, I'm really, really glad we took the time to, you know, kind of build it up, you know, kind of get your input, get other people's input on, you know, what do you think of this album? And, uh, thank God we took the time we did because if we rushed it again, we'd be, you know, just pushing out another album and playing live and, you know, continuing this, this cycle, you know? Right. Um, and hopefully, you know, this album kind of propels us forward, uh, and opens up new doors for us. So, well, on that note, um, what are, and sorry to interrupt there, but I, I liked where you're going with that. What are the other doors that you're looking for? Because, you know, you're an independent band. Is it something where you're looking to get signed by a label? You had mentioned before, I've seen you play Warp Tour. You play the Palladium. Is it a national tour that you're looking for? Like, what are the goals of Eyes on Satellites? Uh, for this year, we we want to get on the road as much as possible. Right. Um in New England, I think our our numbers are really good. We've we've played a, a ton around here, and um, you know the the reception of this album has been like so great that we're like, dude, let's get on the road and start playing this because who knows what people are gonna think outside of the, outside of you know New England. And, right. Um, I think two or th- it might have been three years ago we went out to Detroit and played the Explorations. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, we went out to Detroit, we played in PA, we played in New York and we did a small little run uh, with, with another band. And the reception of Explorations was great. People loved it, loved watching us play live. And now with this new album, we feel like, you know, there's so much emotion in it. I feel like people are going to really connect to it and you know not just you know bob their head but really get into it and um it's very lyrically driven very right. emotional and i feel like you can you can really feel it but not until you see it live where you're like holy <laughs> crap right. you know and I, I compare it a lot to um i don't know if you're a fan of the plot and you but oh absolutely they're they're very emotional and and there's a lot of feeling and you can feel it when you watch them live you feel it right and um which is funny because their their thing is feel something or whatever they have it on hats and stuff and and it's true you 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 feel so engaged like you you wrote that song yourself you know right and um i I want people to feel feel that and and feel like what we're feeling with this album so um but yeah to answer your question like we just want to get on the road as much as possible um if labels are knocking at our door, I mean, with explorations they were, and and we just didn't take the bait. We kind of just we said like, let's let's take it easy. Let's you know just get this album out there. Let's put our ducks in a row, set our goals, and and go about it. And for what explorations got us, the the chances on Warp Tour, the headlining the Palladium, the you know shows out of state and stuff. I I mean, it did really well, and and we did that all on our own. So. Right. 
um, there's like who knows what's going to happen with the Illuminator. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, absolutely. Now, I laughed when you mentioned the plot in you because I'm pretty sure that you were at that show with me. That was the, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the Thanksgiving fest, right? Uh, well, yeah, I, I think I've seen the plot in you every time they've come through Massachusetts. Me as well. I'm just talking about that last time. I'm pretty sure that was that one. And did you hear that in the next night in, I think it was Connecticut, Landon said that that show that he played at Middle East was the worst show that they've ever done? Oh, yeah. They, they had a lot of issues. They had night. a lot of issues. And we talked about on the weekly show when that actually, you know, we did a concert review for it after it happened. But I just always thought that was really funny because I picked up on it. I'm sure you did how many issues there were during that show. And then for him to be so, you know, open and honest with everyone that he was just really pissed off about it made total sense <laughs> to me. So I just want to get someone else's opinion who was also there. Yeah, he's he's a very honest musician. I have a lot of respect for Landon and um I have a lot of respect for that entire band. Uh we've played with them I think twice and they've always been really respectful yeah. to us. They've always been super nice. Um I even we even got compliments from them after we got off stage saying like how well we did and very cool. Um, it's 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 always a. I mean, I'll never forget. I'm going off on a tangent. No, but do it. We played in Hartford. We played the main stage for Warp Tour, and um, Hawthorne Heights was setting up behind us, getting ready to load up their gear on stage when we got off stage. And we got off stage, and and the entire band was standing there, and they're like, "Wow, that was amazing!" <laughs> and we awesome. were just like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, this is Hawthorne Heights. We've been listening to them for years. Like." Holy crap, we were so excited. And then later on that day, I was backstage for Silent Planet, who's like one of my favorite bands. Oh, I know it. And <laughs> Garrett came up to me and he was like, dude, I saw you guys this morning open up the stage. Like, holy crap, you guys are amazing. And I was just like, mind blown. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh my God, that stuff is just, it's one thing to meet a musician and like you're like you love them mm -hmm. you know they're super talented you love them but then to meet them and know that they're like a genuine person that yeah. that just puts a whole new like perspective on it where you just like you fall in love with them so yeah. no it's very true i don't know it, it's a weird it's a weird thing when bands don't pay attention to people like that when you know they don't realize how much a fan will love them if they even show that little like monochrome of attention to them with Garrett Russell, for instance, because I know you're a huge fan of his. I'm a huge fan of his. I've had him on the show before just meeting him in person. He just gives you big hugs like every single oh, person. He has to have like, so my dad has always talked about auras. People have their auras <laughs> and you can kind of just sense that. And he has like this just like, amazing aura about him like you don't get a awkward vibe from him like you you just feel like you could sit there and talk to him for hours and and rightly so he will sit there and talk yes. to you for hours so like you better not have somewhere to be right because right. No. <laughs> he'll sit there and talk to you forever <laughs> which is something i love about him so no absolutely um yeah he's he's one of my favorite people um Spencer from Ice Nine Kills is uh, one of my favorite people as well. Yep. Um, he's he's a he's a very awkward dude, but he's he's extremely nice. Um, 
I just, I love meeting people like that. It's, it's awesome. And I, I try to like, they're my inspiration. Like Garrett from the color morale. He's oh, one of my yeah. favorite people I've ever met. And like those, like, they're not just front men. Like they're amazing musicians. They're extremely talented, but then they'll sit down and talk to you. And that, like, I try to tell local bands and, uh, like around this area, like you don't understand how important that is. Like, you can get up there, you can throw the guitar around your head, you can jump off into the crowd, you can do all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, are you sitting down and talking to people? Are you like, are you approachable? Because if you're not, I don't feel like people can really connect to you. And um, you know, there are those people that are out there that are are doing well and and you know, good on them. But I just feel like as a band that's starting out, you really need to connect to the people that are around the local area. So when you do start branching out, people can be like, oh, my God, I met that guy. He's so nice. And yep. the word spreads, I feel like. so. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that's what helps us out when we're trying to get on the road. You know, like, oh, my God, I met Will. He's such a nice guy. Or I met Danny. He's such a nice guy. Like, you know, that starts spreading around. So when people do start talking about us, it's it's a positive thing, you know, so. Right. So I know I was there when it happened. You actually got to sing during a Silent Planet song with Garrett Russell. How did that come about? <laughs> oh, man, that was like one of the best days of my life. I figured. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he so originally we had played with them at the Palladium upstairs mm -hmm. and uh, I was walking through the through the uh, main entrance and he was coming in and he stopped and he's like hey you're in the in the the opening band what's your name and i told him you know i'm dave i'm from eyes and satellites and he's like man you guys are so good like i i really appreciate your music all this and then i was like dude i hate to ask this but like would you mind if i got up there for panic room because nice to be honest, like I'm, I'm a U.S. Air Force veteran. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have PTSD, and that song just like hits home for me. He's like, "What part do you want to do?" And I was like, "You know, the beleaguered yeah. part." And he's like, "Absolutely, all right, yeah." The mic's on the side of the stage. Just grab it. It's all yours. Damn. And I was like, "Thank you." So I did it with him that night, and it, it was, it, oh my god, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then they were playing downstairs at the Palladium. <clears throat> and my you know i'm i'm i go to the palladium all the time I, I love the staff there they're awesome people and i asked one of the staff i said like can i run up and just say hi to garrett and they were like yeah sure so i ran up and garrett was like dave what's up like he knew uh, my name nice he knew the band i was in like he <laughs> just he was like what's up man and i'm like hey do you mind like if i get up there for a panic room and he was like He's like, yeah, the beleaguered part, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I will just give you my microphone. Damn. And I was like, are you sure? Like, there's not a second mic? And he's like, no, no, you're good. Like, I'll just give you my mic. <laughs> and I walked away with, like, almost tears in my eyes. Because um, my dream is to play downstairs at the Palladium. And that was just, like, a taste of that. Right. Um, to, to get up there and sing with them. It was just a, such an amazing. Oh, man, it was awesome. Yeah. I still have chills from that. <laughs> I imagine. That's something you want to remember forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show that to my kids and my grandkids and be like, look how cool your granddad was. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, ah, oh, that's not that cool. Yeah, I know. They'll, yeah. They'll just think I'm lame. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it always works. <laughs> well, 
let me let me ask you this then too. And I'm I'm saying let me ask you for some reason. I don't know why I'm doing that. Tonight. I guess that's my tick tonight. <laughs> Is it? And I I knew you were an Air Force vet, and my parents are both Air Force vets. I don't know if it's the right way to say. It. Is it cliche? to thank you for your service is that something that you like to hear or is that something that you're just like you'd rather people not even bring it up um no i actually appreciate that because i i mean i tell people that i meet that are in the service like thank you for your service uh um yeah i mean it, it's it, it means a lot to me yeah okay. it, it it's awesome i i, I like it <laughs> well let me then continue on and say thank you very much for your service and then yeah thank you absolutely and then also please like how did that all happen how did you decide to go into the air force specifically and then did you do early retirement or were you completely done do you still have obligations no so when i was uh 18 i was i i, I it's kind of weird to say but i always wanted to be a musician all my life right. it's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. Um, I played bass for a band when I was, uh, seven, 16, 17, 18. Oh, okay. And then I just said like, you know, I, I need something that's going to sustain me for the future. Uh, what can I do? And, and my friend Pete, who was also in the band at the time when I was a kid, he was like, well, I want to be a lawyer, so I'm going to go to law school. And then he left the band. And then my other friend was like, I got to go to college. So he left the band Uh. and I'm like, well, well, I'm the only one left. <laughs> like everyone went off to college or got real jobs or, you know, so I was like, um, you know, I, I, I really wanted to join the Air Force all my life. And, I, you know, as much as I wanted to be a musician, I also wanted to join the military. And uh, it was I just I I joined. I served my six years. I, I got out. And when I got out, I'll never forget a, a good friend of mine, Donnie. Um, he knew that music was all I ever wanted to do. It's all I ever talked about. Mm-hmm. I, I played guitar more than I did anything else. I was, you know, I was either writing lyrics or playing guitar. And he said to me, he's like, dude, if this is your dream, you've already put your life on the line for this country, for right. your, for your family, go get your dream, whatever it takes to get there, go get it. Nice. And it's just stuck with me. I mean, him and I are really, really good friends. And, He's always been extremely supportive. He might have been one of the first people to pre-order the album as well. And very nice. Um, it's just cool because this isn't really his style of music. He's into rap and all that stuff. Uh, and, sure. And I, I am too. I love rap as well, but like old hip hop. And, and right. it, he's just been so supportive. So it, it's it's what I've always wanted to do. So um, yeah, I did the six years, and then I just started pursuing music, and that's pretty much how I ended up in Oz and Salad. So. Wow. So then, yeah. while you were doing your six years, were you able to do anything music-related while you were doing that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, I did. I took my guitar to Iraq when I got deployed. Wow. Uh, I, I took it both times I got deployed. Oh, okay. Um, I pretty much traveled the world with my guitar everywhere I went. I, I play guitar like... Uh, it was nobody's business. And <laughs> I, I, I suck because I watched the you know andrew and will play guitar and i'm like i've been playing guitar this long and i still have not learned how to do any of the shit that you guys are doing right now like (laughs) so i just like i sold all my guitar equipment and i was like oh this sucks like (laughs) and and i've i've found that i could do what i can do and 
um i like doing it right. I, I love it and uh, to be able to not only you know be able to like you know yell and scream and and do this weird talent that i have but i get to interact with people and, and meet people and you know it, it's it's actually crazy because you know i see fans and stuff and and i almost am like a part of their life now like i see they get married they have kids oh, like, yeah. i almost feel like i'm a part of their family like Right. And they're a part of mine. It, it's it's crazy, and especially with social media, you're so connected to everyone. Oh yeah. Um, and and I love it. I I do. It it's almost too much at times, just because <laughs> it gets really emotional. Because because you can't do like you want to do so much for so many people, but it's really hard to like put yourself out there for everyone. Right. You know. Um, and I try to keep up conversations, but it it does kind of get overwhelming here and there, and um the guys are the the guys do the same thing i do i I mean they have connections with so many different fans and we actually talk about it you know it's like oh my god can you believe these two broke up i thought they were gonna be together forever (laughs) we just met them at the ice nine kill show that we played you know and uh, it's just so cool to see it's 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 creepy in a way but it's still kind of (laughs) cool i guess when you are so entrenched in the local scene that's definitely going to happen. So with the scene in general, with, you know, Boston and Lowell and Worcester and, you know, everywhere in between here, what would you do to improve it? Because I would say for sure, at least in my opinion, it seems like we actually miss, at least here in Boston, we miss a lot of the big name bands that come through. I know some of the local bands, you know, some of the local rock and metal bands, but it doesn't seem like there's a huge scene here right now. Yeah, I I honestly agree with that. Um, you know, if if you're into hardcore, the 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 hardcore scene's doing really well. It's it's very alive right now. True, true. Um, and but it is one of those clicky kind of things where it's like you're either in or you're out. You you, you either know the shows are going on or you don't. Right. Um, and once you're in that that click you know you know all the shows that are going on you're friends with all those people on facebook and um it's it's actually kind of a cool little phenomenon phenomenon because a lot of bands like you know even like great american ghosts are from this area that they built themselves up in that way i mean they've been around forever but they they kind of they have their click like their their gag group you know that like (laughs) people that just love them right um and then they they play these like basement shows in these smaller venues, and they, the kids go nuts for them. Um, and hardcore is is very alive right now. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, with our genre, it kind of comes in. Somebody was explaining it to me that music kind of comes in waves. You have, you know, uh, like rock gets really really popular, and then it crashes. Right. And right. then you got metal that comes, and then it crashes, and then you know, you had like Memphis made fire, the color of morale and all these bands. And then kind of post hardcore, like came crashing down like under Oath and right. um, those bands, but now those bands are coming back. Yes. Um, so the, the day that we heard under Oath was coming back, we got so excited because we were like post hardcore is coming and it's going to be strong. Um, the new album, because so many people are kind of 50, 50 on it yeah. kind of hurts. The, yeah. the the genre true because you were hoping that under oath would like revive the the genre but the album was so iffy that it's like ugh, like 
you could have done so much more to help us out. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a great um, way to look at it. Yeah. But I feel like also it, you know, it, it's hardcore so popular right now, like bands like Knocked Loose oh, and yeah. Jesus Peace and, and bands like that, where even if, you know, Under Oath put out that, that album that could have revived post hardcore hardcore is so popular right now that I feel like it's kind of left on the back burner. Um, you know, so it's, it, you know, the diehard fans of under oath are, are going to buy the album, but those kids that are so entrenched in hardcore, are just like, I don't even want to listen to that. I'm stuck on knock loose right now, you yep. know? Um, so I, I think that that's part of the issue right now with, with the local scene, because if you're not into the, the hardcore scene or the smaller venues and stuff like that, you're really missing out on, on what's popular right now. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not something that, something that I'm really into, but I, I like the idea that it's, it's going on because it, it there is a, a scene out there, but for us, like traveling and getting out there and putting our name out there as much as we can, um, is the best thing that we can do. Uh, you know, like Currents is from from Connecticut. They they just got signed. They're yep. doing very very well. Um, so there are labels out, out that are paying attention to this area. Um, but metalcore and and hardcore is what's really popular right now. So um, I don't know if we're doing ourselves a disservice by playing post hardcore, but it's just what we love to do. Yeah. So. I think that was the argument because, like you said, that Under Oath album is very polarizing because. It's almost like right now, radio rock, if that is going to be a genre, is very, very popular right now. So it's like Under Oath yeah. came back and made a radio rock album, not a post-hardcore yeah. album. So even though I like, uh, you know, we did a review for that the same episode that we did a review for The Illuminator. I like Under Oath. My co-host is not. But I... Yeah, exactly. But for me, like... And I'm sure, you know, just from talking to you now, I'm sure I know your your opinion on it. For me, it's definitely nowhere close to their best album, but it's an okay album. Yeah, yeah they they went a different direction, and I don't know if it suits them well. Um, right. You know, it, it worked for Br- uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Like, when they put out their album, like, man, that was so good. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you could still say that's one of the best albums, uh, even of this year. Like, that album is their last album was just so good oh yeah um under oath kind of tried to go that that route and i don't know if it worked for him <laughs> right well just as an opinion piece are you a fan of bring me the horizon in general uh, i love that okay band. yeah so now <laughs> what is your opinion and this is where it often you know people disagree or they agree on it for me the best album a masterpiece album in my opinion is sep eternal and i like that's the spirit but I don't even put that's a spirit anywhere close to that album. Yeah. Well, I, I'd have to agree with you. And and the reason being is just cause they were, they were on the map, but it was like that album just like, okay, this is who they are. Right. Holy crap. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just, you Very know, true. and it had everything you wanted. It had the singing, it had the, the feeling, it had the screaming, it had the heavy, it had the slow. It just, you know, and they put it together so masterfully. Like, yep. this is such a good album. So, okay. All right. We're on the same page there. All right. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, then let me go back. And you mentioned about finding what you do now. You know, you talked about playing guitar for a long time, but you found the unclean vocals. 
how'd you find that that was your style and that's what you do well? Oh, you mean with like the singing and like further now kind of stuff? Well, yeah, not only doing that because that was that almost to me sounded a little bit like spoken word as well, but just in general, just knowing that you could do unclean vocals well, how did you discover that? Uh, well, it's a secret, but I can actually (laughs) sing. Don't tell anybody, but uh, no one listen. Well, yeah, Will, Will is like, I don't know. I, I just, the idea was to have me sing on certain parts. Okay. Well, Will is really good at like, like, this is how you do this. All right. So these are the words. Say it like this. Da, 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 da. Like, and then he gives me the notes like da, 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 da. Like, whatever it is. Right. Then he, uh, so I do it, and he's like, nah, not so much like this. Do it like this, and then he'll record it, and then I'm like, just keep that. <laughs> That's so much better than what I'm ever going to do. So um, he's such a talented singer that it's really hard to be like, wait, let me sing this part. Gotcha. Um, and him live, like the, the passion that he puts into it, mm-hmm. like the dude runs around with his guitar like flinging around his neck and then like sings as well and it's just like okay i don't want to take away from that like (laughs) holy crap he's he's just so talented where i i just i can't justify taking that part away from him so (laughs) um so but it might be something that we pursue in the future but for right now like i'm happy with the spoken word and and in that section of further now it's just such like a cool section Mm -hmm for all of us because we're all playing like kind of pretty parts and then it gets like really heavy at the end of it right play that live we've we've played it live i think a few times now Mm -hmm. and the response to that is just like holy crap what is going on right now this is awesome and and it just i love it so no but they knew that i could could kind of do this the whole time and and uh danny was the one that said like dude try it like like that Mm -hmm. try it spoken word don't scream it and like, let's see what it sounds like. So that's how that whole section came about. So okay, very cool. Well, let's even go back to how you found out you can do screaming in general. Well, um, I mean, I was in a band prior to this, but originally, what started it all was I had a, a girlfriend that was interested in in screaming, but she was also an amazing singer. Okay. And she was watching the Zen of screaming and I was like kind of just doing the same thing she was doing, just kind of like doing the same workouts as her. Right. And she was like, she's like, oh, you should actually try that. So then me, me and a friend got together and then I just started screaming for his band and oh, okay. just kind of went from there. And I just I took kind of classes online, took took classes in person on singing and just kind of honed in on that skill and now it's just i I love doing right well what do you do to take care of your voice now um it's just uh i drink a lot of water um i have my own like certain things that i do that um like i i i have different like breathing techniques i try to take it easy on my voice um at practice, I don't go too crazy. Right. Um, even live, I'm 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 putting a lot into it, but I'm not like, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs. Right. Um, I'm I'm always aware that you know I could lose my voice at any time, so I'm just trying to not 
extend myself. And over the years, now that I've been screaming for so long, I kind of know where my my comfort zone is. And with this new album and even explorations, like I'm not going too crazy. I'm not doing too many lows, too many highs. I kind of have that mid range is like where I'm really comfortable. Right. Um, you can even tell in some of the songs where it gets heavy, where I go low. There's not a lot of that. Right. Right. But you know, I, I am, I'm comfortable there as well as I am with the mids and stuff like that. So I'm not overextending myself. Okay. And that was actually a question that I was going to ask. I did notice a little bit more of those lower lows compared to explorations. Was that a choice based on something specific or just felt right for those lyrics at that point? Um, we kind of tried to write that stuff in there. Um, the, the reason being is just you feel like so much more emotion comes out at those points where it's like, you know, like, burning, like where you're <laughs> like, oh, my God, like there's just like, holy crap. It's right. just like you're the fucking floor came out from under me. Like <laughs> it's it's just, you know, and that's what we just felt recording. It's like, holy crap. Like you just walk out of the booth like, yep, keep yep. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> No, that's great. Well, wow, Dave. So I realize we have been talking for a while now. I think I got a lot of questions out, but I did want to definitely hit on a, a few things before we, you know, kind of wrap things up. So not only do you have the side job that you have, you make music, but then also you have a couple of other projects. You have Silent Wave Management and you have My Heart, Your Home as well. How did these come about and how do you have time? to actually do those uh well it is very time time consuming especially with work and and stuff so i i kind of i i found like a a like a comfortable medium um with silent wave i i won't go too far into it but um we knew that we could help out other bands around us and stuff and we uh, we signed on with a management company a while ago and kind of got the runaround uh we didn't get treated the best way possible and we're like you know what like why don't we do this and we'll we'll manage bands and we'll actually manage them and help them so the bands that we did help out we we don't have anything on the roster right now um but the bands that we did help out we we were making videos for them we were making graphics for them we were doing a ton of stuff helping them with you know ordering uh you know their albums uh putting their their music online and right you know, kind of helping them with their look, with their social media, everything, you know, whatever comes along with, with uh, management. But we were going above and beyond for whoever was on the on on our roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say we because it was uh, Danny and myself that were that were doing it um, together. OK, so we kind of put that on the back burner. We're, we're, it's something we're looking at in the future. Uh, we want to help the bands around us, but just with this new release and stuff, we've just been so extremely busy. Oh yeah. Um, and then my heart, your home was just, uh, something that, you know, my sister passed away. I think it's been eight years now. Right. Uh, she passed away. Um, and I wanted to kind of do something for her. And my sister was always about, positivity and kind of trying to change the world and and make it a better place and um i i just thought like how can i how can i portray that how can i do that and i started making clothing and 
putting like a, a positive spin on it. Like, you know, never feel alone. We are the good in this world and stuff. Like, I mean, even the name is my heart, your home, like feel comfortable with me, you know? And um, as I move forward, I'm, I'm really hoping to make this a, 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 a big thing, not just for myself, but for the memory of my sister. Right. So um, as I move forward, I hope it, it catches on, but, Right now, we've just been so focused on this album uh, since it's been out that, you know, everything else is kind of taking a backseat until we we get caught up with this. So, well, no, that I mean, that's a very noble idea, and yeah, I'll definitely, you know, I'll be promoting that as well for sure. Yeah, thank you. Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this then. So I know you're going to be going out on tour soon, hopefully, or hopefully at least playing live shows. Can you give a hint of? maybe a timeline for something like that um we'll have a better idea once we we see you know Juan seems to be really catching up very quickly like mm-hmm. i said and um once he's comfortable i we're not trying to force anything um once he's comfortable playing the songs and and we're all comfortable playing it live with him uh we'll have a better idea but i'd i'd give it probably about a month or two before we start really sure. really playing shows um but i mean it, coming out we might do baby steps where we're playing just like smaller venues and stuff and then we'll start looking at you know really ramping it up right. so right um uh, it's all like a comfort thing and seeing how comfortable we are so and i think that that's a perfect time to wrap up here so i am going to have links in the description of the episode so that everyone can get the illuminator get anything else that you guys are putting out keep up to date with you social media wise for tour dates and everything i'll obviously have my heart your home there as well so for right now though what is the best way for people to support you um just you know stream us on spotify look us up on youtube uh Oh, there is one thing I'll I'll add as well is uh we're releasing the uh official music video for She Bends Her Arms to Look Like Wings ah. on Alternative Press Magazine's uh Facebook and website and all that. Nice. Uh, they'll be premiering it on the 16th at I believe 4 p.m. or something. So yeah, that's that's gonna be huge. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, you know, check out mhyhapparel.com. Uh. Will and Danny also have Black Craft Coffee. Uh, you oh. can support them. And um, yeah. Very <laughs> and cool. give us a like on Facebook. <laughs> and a follow on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I'll have links for all of that in the description of the episode, too, to make it very easy for people. Because hopefully they do. Because you guys definitely awesome. deserve it. So, Dave, thank you so much. I know we've talked about this for a while. I'm so glad that we were able to do it. Make sure to go ahead and thank will and danny and andrew and juan soon enough for this awesome ep uh i mean it's it's so damn good it's one of the best of 2018 so you guys should be proud (laughs) really i I swear i even said that in the review that's awesome thank you (laughs) no worries man thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it i had a great time talking with you yeah you too thank you so much absolutely Let's
Now I am back. The track you just heard was the single Icarus 2. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dave, and I hope you pick up the Illuminator to really hear how great it is. You can do that and support Dave and Eyes on Satellites by following the links in the description of the episode. Big thanks to Dave for coming on the show. I look forward to the next time he's able to do it. Keep an ear out for when they announce a new tour. Hopefully they come to a place near you you definitely won't want to miss it. If you liked what you heard, please follow the other links in the description of the episode to support me, Ian Hates. Thank you all so much for listening and the continued support. We're going to end tonight with the track Green Veil off The Illuminator. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Tell me to sit a crane Why?
bite my nails until they disintegrate. Watch it all fall. <laughs>